Hey, sweetheart, I just want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, my whole life, I'm able to see demonic realms and demonic places and heavenly places. And, and I mean, there, you know, not even just prophetically speaking. I mean, God would take me there. You understand? Um, I just woken up and it happens a lot. And it can shake me up sometimes. My God. The last episode I was telling you about, I encountered Peter. I encountered the disciples. But Peter stood in front of me. He was on the throne of God and God picked 12 people out of different parts of the earth to play a game of charades. And us 12 people had to imitate whatever disciple that stand before us. And it was a fun game because you have to, you have to know them to imitate them. And you can do your best. It's all fun and games. But Peter stood in front of me and he was excited. Like, I got to see this. <laughs> but the thing is, there was my angel that God had walking with me every day. And this angel touched me and gave me a revelation to know about Peter in order to demonstrate him. Because I thought I was going to demonstrate from due to what I read. But that's not what Peter wanted. Because Peter's personality, Nathaniel's personality, Bartholomew's personality, even Matthias' personality, Judas' personality, Luke, Mark, John' personality is not documented. It's just different, you know, theatrical encounters due to their, you know, what's the word, Father, I'm looking for? Testimonies, you know, with Christ. So we can perceive from each testimony due to their character. We know Peter is bold because he was very daring to do. But it doesn't give a great sense of a personal, you know, encounter what their personality was like. Were you funny? Were you laughing? And we hear John the beloved. But there's not too many, you know, encounters to prove that John is actually the one that Jesus said I love the most. If we have no respect of a person. But anyway... Even King James didn't document it because King James didn't even know. <laughs> you have to actually be there to know. Some things you got to be there to actually know. Like they gave three different versions. I think Matthew, Luke, and John, or Matthew, Mark, and John, of their own encounters due to what happened on the third day. You know, it was three different, you know, translations, how it happened. But all three of them was there at the same time. You understand? So, you know, you do the math. But, sweetheart, um, soon as the angel on my left touched me, I began to imitate Peter. And Peter is very, very affectionate. I began to act like Peter and talk. And he was laughing like, yeah, you got me. But the thing is, before the angel touched me to give me a revelation, I would have had Peter all wrong. Peter is very, very affectionate, very sweet. Every disciple has a great personality. And you can tell that they have a great heart. Because of them being deceived or them being, you know, betraying 
It caused them to have great shame. Peter left with great shame the third time that crow crocked, like Jesus prophesied at the table. John says it I. Then Peter says it I. Then here come Judas, and he said, Thou hast spoken. And Peter is very affectionate. I had to imitate him in his face, you know, demonstrating who he is. And God in there was laughing at it. But let me tell you about this dream I just had. And this is where you come in. There are going to be times when God take me to demonic places. And it's not to see prophetically all the time or see, you know, in the past. God would take me to what Satan is currently doing in this man's presence for real, though. I can give an interview live about what I just seen. People give testimonies about dying and coming back. Their encounters in heaven. And this is what I gained from God. When a person is in a tragic situation due to an accident and they can slip in, they can slip into, you know, a coma or they can slip and they, and some can say their hearts dropped and they deceased and they went into heaven immediately. But when you out of your body, you enter the presence of Christ. Every knee shall bow and confess that Jesus is Lord. You have to get through the Father. I mean, get through the Son in order to get through the Father. That's everybody's encounter when they depart their body. Now, some people may be in a sleep. See, the difference between being dead and being asleep. Many thinking that they are dead when they are actually asleep. And God would take them different places while they're asleep to encounter heaven so they can release their encounter in heaven for others to believe in the supernatural in such a way. And the thing about it is, is that a lot of times God can only, you know, release and relate to many of us only while we're asleep because many of us are in the way that much that we're moving, we're overthinking, we're in the way. So those who come to God must worship in spirit, in spirit, in spirit. I'm not in spirit thinking world-like. I'm not in spirit talking worldly-like. I'm not in spirit with doubt. I'm not in spirit with anger. I'm not in spirit with stress. I'm not in the spirit thinking anything that's not of the spirit. The spirit can't worry. The spirit don't be distressed. The spirit knows. The spirit prays. The spirit worships. And you can easily identify the difference between the flesh and the spirit. And many people can only be sleep for God to even release what heaven is like, release an encounter with him, release a word from him. Because we are that much sometimes in our own way. And those encounters God is saying to me, they were sleep, they were not dead. Because God is not going to have you depart your body, go through that process you're having an encounter with Christ. You bowing, you kneeling before him. Get into the father. 
and enjoying in that encounter for God to take that back from you and put you back in the shell that you just came out of. He's not going to do that. And that's what he's saying to me. Many just are asleep. It don't matter if your hard drop, if it flatline, equipment can also not be, you know, 100%. There are times that equipment, you know, said to not do and it actually wasn't correct. It can have somebody's heart drop and their heart still pumping. There are many people that's here today who was alive and was buried. You understand? Many of them have testified. We have many flatline walkers around now. Many heart rates to zero here now. And my son is one of them. No one ever gave that encounter what the Bible describes what it's like to actually exit the body unless they are still in the kingdom and not to come back in their body to explain what they just encountered. You understand? My grandfather not going to come from the kingdom and get back in his shell again to say what it been like, what happened. Because he's still there. God not going to have you come there, go through that process and put you back. What he will do is take you to different places in heaven. And many thinking because they saw they had to be dead. And sweetheart, needing you just to comfort me because the dreams, even I'm telling you, demonically, it could be, it could shake me up. I just saw Satan He's moving around different locations. He's not in the school in the basement anymore where it's cold. He's not in the Satan's workshop that looked like the North Pole. He's not in that place in the tunnel where he was cooking bugs. He was in a house this time. And it's very quiet. And during this time, it's even Christ would show me due to a dream going to the demonic realms. He would show me Beelzebub, Leviathan, and Asmodeus. Those are ones who under Satan regularly, just like the archangels are together regularly. Raphael is the one when you're right about to receive the breakthrough and you got to push past not wanting to go through it. He's coaching you. He's teaching you. He's ministering unto you for you to go push past and receive all that God has for you. So every time you push past and receive a breakthrough when you felt like wanting to quit, when you felt like wanting to give up, that's Raphael present. Gabriel is Gabriel is more there to release what God is about to do. Father's in a spiritual birth or a natural birth that's about to take place that's going to shake this whole world upside down. And many of us walking around pregnated spiritually right now. God, excuse me. Gabriel comes is the release. And you know, sweetheart, I just saw my words. Because of what I just seen, I am very shooken up. Very. And, you know, he comes to release a prophetic word that's about to take place that's going to change the whole world. 
every time he comes, it's miracles, supernatural miracles take place. Everybody who encounter in the Bible or here in the earth, a supernatural miracle that only took for God to do. And you know, because it feel like it's, it's unnatural for it to take place. Like Abraham, Sarah, they had that visitation from Gabriel. Matter of fact, and Gabriel came back. He came back to visit him again in the midst of doubt. And Sarah laughed. Gabriel didn't go to uh, Sarah and ask her why she laughed. He went to her husband, the ones who's the head over the marriage. That's why God went to Adam. He didn't go to Eve regarding, but he was talking to them both. But he was having and holding Adam accountable for it. And that's why Satan went to Eve. He didn't go to Adam first because the man already and always prepared in grace to know what to do. And that's why the enemy is trying to cause so many women today to want to be in charge. To want to have the last word, to be so mouthy, to not want to submit. Thinking that a man is trying to control you, but he's actually taking control over the situation. Because uh, Satan not to come to Adam like that. It took Eve to convince him. It took Sarah to convince Abraham. But I thank God that Abraham took position back. Because after Gabriel told Adam, I mean, told Abraham, excuse me, what he did. And he went right to Sarah. Why did you laugh? And she tried to lie about it. I didn't laugh. But you did, woman. The angel just told me you laughed. You mocked him. You smirked. He took control back. He went from her telling him what to do regarding God's promise. He taking too long. Go have a baby with her. Go ahead and take Hagar. But he took control back. Wait, woman. Why did you laugh? And right after the forgiveness, she became pregnant. Gabriel already knew what he was coming to do. He was coming to pregnate her womb. And same for Elizabeth. And not even just, you know, natural birth, spiritual birth things too. Some of us giving birth to new nations. And I mean new islands, new countries, new buildings, new offices, new schools, new politicians. Giving birth to new presidents. Godly style. Heavenly style. Everybody is... Receiving something from God. But according to us being serious and our believing, that's how heavy what we are carrying to give birth due to our believing. You can't carry a vision if you don't believe in a vision. That's why God said when you carry it, you know, go full term with it. Do not abort. Do not miscarry the vision. Do not have the vision you know, to be prematurely, you know, disrupted. But to this dream, and oh yeah, and Michael, he goes, Michael, don't forget about me. Michael, you already know, he's the chief, you know, of the army of God. Michael always come when it's warfare time. And there's a lot of times Michael show up and we're not even aware because Michael could see Satan so far off what he's trying to set up to do regarding God's plan. 
And Michael's there to also help us see it through it, but warfare, warfare style. It's like for last Sunday service, when God put in my heart to put, you know, into to my gates with thanksgiving, my course with praise. And the fire is so powerful when God uses people to speak the words to the atmosphere and that it be. That's the anointing. Releasing heaven here, the fire of Holy Ghost, to just praise. And that's when Michael shows up and Miracle shows up. Healing shows up because you're surrendering, surrendering the war that you're going with within yourself. We're not warring with Satan. We're warring with self. And listening to Satan for us to war with self. And the spirit is having, you know, Holy Spirit and the spirit of God, Jesus, our Lord and personal Savior, you know, telling us due to our remembrance to never forget to praise. Never forget that he's good. Never forget he's a provider. Never forget. Hallelujah. So our praise still is a plan of the enemy, but we're not praising because of the enemy's plan. We're praising because of God's plan and he's so good. But this dream has such a voice that I never thought I had. Now, the reason why I'm not hard on myself, I see. But the thing is, I'm not, you know, that's not my calling to sing. You understand? Sweetheart, you sing. That's not what I do. I'm also give a word with words, with a speech. Not with a song, but I can sing. And I just got to take, like, you know, take better care. When I was talking about the choir back in the day when they had us do all these exercises to save our voice, it wasn't more so to save our voice. It was more so like we were just eating cough drops and drinking lemon juice and drinking tea. And they had vocal coaches come in and do exercises with falsetto and B-flat and all these things. And it was like it was taken away from us just singing because now we're focusing on saving our voice. We were scared to even talk. We was learning about, you know, how our voice could get stripped and how to save the voice box and what happens when it gets stripped and all these things. It was like taken away from us just freely worshiping. That's what I meant by that. But it's so beneficial and it's so necessary to save your voice because God, you know, it's like I'm a microphone without a mic. But it's best to have a microphone to go out and give these speeches in front of everybody. But Christ did it. He didn't have no microphone. Sometimes he had to, you know, draw back and get on a boat and speak in front of people because they were too close and it was so many. It's like you're in front of thousands of people. You came to stand in front of because those on the south, the sidelines, not going to be able to hear. So you got to step back and range for everybody to hear the message. And there have been times when God had me speak and I got to, you know, and it happens and it's successful every time. But in this dream I just came out of, I was in the house on the couch and I can barely move. And I noticed, I just got a revelation now, that's every time I'm encountering Satan, I'm not able to move in the dream. Because God don't want me to run away. People could say all day and night what they would do 
But when you face to face with this man who we've been talking about all this time, the, the evil one, when you look and you can look at him in his face, you know what? You know what? I was singing, shouting with a song, Hosanna. And I was like, Hosanna. And it just kept going up and up. I don't want to sing it right now. And I did it three times, Hosanna, then, you know, Hosanna, then Hosanna, and the beautiful melody, it got higher and higher. All of a sudden, I hear feet steps coming down these wooden steps. And he had on thick, thick clothing, draped clothing. It was like off-white, but like a dingy white. And looks as if he had about seven, eight loose ramets on. And he walked, and he's listening to me talk to you about. And he walked down the steps so ashamed, so angry, so pissed off. The anger, the resentment. He wished he had never. Jeez, you know what? I was there. I can say that. I'm trying to tell you. You ever been around somebody you can feel what's coming off of them? I felt Satan. I wish I had never had the thought in heaven to ever try to deceive God. But because I did, already received my reward. So let me just continue to do what I'm doing until my time is up here. There's no escape from my death. There's no escape from hell for me. So let me just continue to do what I'm doing until my time is up here. Let me continue to hate. Let me continue to get those away from God. Because I'm so angry of my punishment. My punishment is permanent. It's a torturing punishment permanently. I don't, want to know, I don't know what it's like now to have a gnashing of teeth. But I will have that for the rest of my life. And I can't escape from that. I can't escape out of the hands of death regarding my death regarding eternal death, regarding being in eternal fire. I can't escape it. I live every day, all day, not knowing the day and time, but I can, I can discern due to me being created by God. Pretty much he can tell that we haven't reached our full potential. But he knows it's definitely at hand because it's getting better. And God is moving his final move like never before. And he's already moving. And Satan don't know each day, each day. But he's definitely determining that his time is really, really close. And who in their right mind will want that type of punishment forever? There's one thing to get a spanking from your prayer and you want to run away because you don't want to go home and get that spanking. But you know you cannot escape that. Imagine getting spanked for the rest of your life. All day, every day, just getting hit by the belt. But that's no way in comparison to what this man is about to receive. He already aware. He don't know what, he don't know what hell is like. All he knows is a description. And once that time comes when he's in there, that is it. In the demons, that is it. Jesus. And he came down them steps slowly. And all I can feel, God didn't tell me that it was Satan at the time, but I can feel the difference if it's Satan or if it's Christ. Because I was calling for Hosanna. And he came down the steps. It's not Hosanna, it's me present. Jesus. I want you to see what I'm like. 
And it can't happen unless he asks God. He asks God. Bring Quenisha here so she can see. Sweetheart, I'm going to tell you something. That's all I was able to do in the dream was see. I wasn't able to move. And God shut my ears up. I couldn't hear. He didn't want me to hear. Obviously, Satan was talking. He didn't want me to hear the voice, the actual voice of Satan. It probably would have terrorized me for life here. My ears became like shut. I kept trying to open them back up. It would not open. They were sealed shut. God did not want me to hear what Satan had to say. It felt like I was way under the water, like to the surface. Way underneath to the bottom. My ears were so shut. And God did that on purpose. But God opened up my eyes to see. And when I saw him, he walked past, sat at the kitchen table, and he was all black. He was black. He was dark. He was dark. I said, this can't be Jesus. Jesus not dark. This man was black. And he looked at me. You know what? You know what? Jesus Christ. Oh, what an anointing. He looked at me. Satan sat in the chair. Everything about him was black. But I could still see his features. I saw his hair. I saw his, his, his size. His, his length. He's the same height as Michael, the same height as Raphael, the same height as Gabriel. He weighed the same much as Gabriel, Raphael, but the difference is they are alive and he is dead. And what I mean by dead, he is the responsible one for eternal death. There is no light in him. Everything good been stripped from him. That white outfit, that dingy white outfit he had on, he showed me what he really looked like. He took off the disguise in front of me and sat at the table. And God had my eyes to be blurred vision where I can see but not actually zoom in to see the actual detailed features of his face. But I saw with a blurred vision, I saw his eyes, I saw his eyebrows, I saw his mouth, I saw his nose, I saw his chin bone, the chin structure, and I saw it all black. There's not even a white in his eyes. Everything is black. And it's the same color, smoke black. And he just sat there. Wishing he never did what he did, but still will continue to do what he's doing because he has, he feels like there's no other choice for me. So why would I stop now? And to know that this is real, this is real. This man really did this. I know I had too many encounters. I am fully persuaded without the encounters. But the encounters is taking me further and further. This man sat at the table and he wanted me to see him. Satan never did that before. He never did that before. 
It's like, it's over for me, Quenisha. I don't care anymore. I try to disguise myself to you. I try to do things that hurt you, to kill you, destroy you. That means I'm not going to keep trying, but I see you fall off, and I'm seeing what you're about to do, because God just gave me a glimpse of what you're walking into. So I want you to see me for who I am and who I really am. Look at me. He asked God to come for me to come and look at him. Satan always disguised himself and had something over his face. My entire 36 years here, 37 years here, excuse me. He always done that. He always done that, sweetie. He always done that. But not today. Not today. It was something about today. The thing is, God caused me to go into a sudden sleep. And when I want you to know that, because sometimes I may be at home and go into a sudden sleep just so God can show me something. And, and when, I, when it comes to demonic realms, God, you know, have me to be sleep a lot because we would try to talk ourselves out of it. Because who wants to know, oh, you about to encounter Satan? I didn't encounter him. <laughs> And God want me to prosper in that area. So he's not going to set me up to fall. So he has to set me up to prosper. So how about I just don't tell her and I just take her. <sighs> Jesus. Like I said, God will tell us things ahead of time. God will tell us as we take steps of faith. And there are times when God will tell us, reveal to us, and expose unto us after we took the necessary steps of faith. And that's what this dream was about. And it was no escaping for me out that dream. It never is. God want me to see the whole thing through. I would try to wake myself up out of it. And God be like, nope, see it through. Because his presence is too demonic. It's too evil for me to take. But I never seen Satan like that before. It's like he sat at the table like, you know that I lost. And I want you to know I know I lost. There's nothing I can do. I wish I could. If I could, I would take it back. I would take back now that I know the consequences of my wrongdoing, the consequences of my lies, my deceit, the consequences of me even. I miss being Lucifer. I miss being in heaven. I miss receiving good things. I miss eating good food. I miss fellowship. But because it's been stripped from me, I got to receive my portion, which is evil, which is eternal death. So I'm going to still continue to go around and press around and try to swift whoever I can. Quick as we because I am doomed. And that's why in the Bible and translations, you know, the, the Last Supper, no, the Lord's Supper, I don't like the Last Supper, because you can sup spiritually, but I totally get it, they mean naturally. And the Lord's Supper, at the, you know, the Passover, Christ called it Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday. It means a day that everything work out for our good. That very moment is coming to play. Salvation is present. And sweetie, I am a little shooken up still because 
Satan. I was calling on Hosanna to come down the steps in this house. I was lying there and he came down the steps. He didn't show me his face then. He just, he had on dingy white, like five outfits, like five ramens. And God, when he came down the steps, God shut my ears up. I couldn't hear nothing else after that. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he went to the dining room table. There were three chairs at the table. And he sat, the one facing me so I could see him. And that white, them dingy white clothes came off. And he was just like all black before me. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. To go from Lucifer to Satan like that. And sweetheart, sometimes I might wake up and just want you to hold me. I would never just wake you up and be like, get up, get up. I wouldn't do that. I'm very respectful. But just being able to go to the modern realms. Sometimes it can be shake me up. I don't want to go back to sleep for hours. I have to find something that's funny to watch, some kind of something, and just go back to sleep from there. But sweetie, my God, <laughs> this dream just did something to me forever, forever though, forever, even in the kingdom. <laughs> because this actually happened. This, this happened. There was a war in the kingdom. And this man, this angel, got kicked out of the kingdom. That was a day he got kicked out. Oh, God. This ain't no fairy tale. It's not no once upon a time. It starts out in the beginning. But according to John and the Adam Papas, it was before the, the, the foundation. <laughs> this happened during the, you know, before the foundation. After they kicked Satan out, <laughs> Michael was glad to. He the one exchanged it more words with Satan, because Michael is the one in charge of the army of God. So I dare you to try to start a war, and I'm created too. You understand? I'm created to be a warrior. I'm created to be, you know, in the army of God. A chief added on top of that. How dare you? That's like me being trained or created to do something. And somebody come and I'm, you know, hiring them. And, I'm, you know, that's, what, that's all I do. Because that's all I'm created to do. And you try to come and try to go against what I'm able to do. Mm -mm. Got kicked out. And then, says, and then Christ stood up and said, now it's time for salvation. I know you know the story, but sweetheart, just to see Satan like that. And now he know, I know, because he knew he went to God regarding it. Satan is very sneaky, but it's like, sweetheart, this encounter, it wasn't no being sneaky, trickery, treachery, no disguise. It wasn't none of that he usually do. He came and pretty much was like, he sat at the table and wanted me to see him. Wanted me to see him for what he is. And I don't even know as his reasons. I don't even care. 
But I never seen him like that before. I never ever seen him. He looked so ashamed. Filled with so much darkness. But he wished he could take it back so much. And I'm going to tell you what God is saying to me right now. The reason why he came to me. Because he cannot stop me from what I'm about to do. And he knows it revolves. You know. Changing the whole entire society, the way of living, thinking all of that around. And he knows that I'm capable and bold enough and determined enough to do so. It's amazing how I had an encounter with Peter and the disciples on the throne room of God. And then have encountered with the angel that God had before me that walks with me side by side every day. I met him face to face. Every move that I make, he makes with me. And he showed me what it looks like by him standing in front of me. And when I lift my arm up, his go up at the same time. And he's in front of me to see what I'm doing while he's in front of me and I'm behind him. How powerful is that? And to now see an encounter with Satan like that. Out of all the encounters I had, this one right here is the, this, this one right here got me. This one right here really got me, sweetie. Really got me. It really, really got me. My God. I'm okay. I'm much better. But from the sit at that table like that, I was calling for Hosanna. I was calling for Jesus. And it was him present. See, the thing is, God wanted me to encounter that by calling on Jesus because if God told me that I was going to be calling Satan down the steps, I wouldn't even want to show up there. And I'm so glad that God shut my ears up, apparently, because Satan was saying something. And the thing is, it's not that what he was saying. It's just the sound of his evil voice, the tone. God didn't want to traumatize me of keep playing his voice in my head. Because if I keep playing his, his face in my head, then imagine what it's like to hear the voice over and over again. And God don't want me to be focused on that voice when his voice is the one that supersedes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, sweetheart, it's like, my God, he's, I'll never forget how he sat at that table like that. Sat at the table like that and looked at me. Oh, God, like it's me. There's no disguise, not this time. There's not me hiding behind no mask, no, literally holding up stuff in front of his face to hide it. There's not me disguising myself to be nothing. Here I really am. This is what I really look like. And he is, he's dark. He's black. He's like smoke black. And I never forget, he's the same height as the other archangels. And they all the same size. Even though their structure is different, but they like, you know, all, you know, he's still strong. He still have his posture because that's how he's created. It's not flesh that he can lose weight and, you know, gain weight and pump iron. His spirit is created like that. Hello, sweetheart. I'm getting a phone call. And I just, you know, sweetie, just thank God so much for it. I uh, just wanted to share that with you. That's all. 
you know, it, it caused me to be very, you know, still. Like, wow. This man walked down the steps and sat down in front of me. I never seen how Satan really looked before until today. And I done had numerous of encounters with this man. Thousands of encounters my entire 30-something years of being here. And today is a day that it's like he just gave up on how he appeared, how he disguised himself, how he really feel. It's just like he sat at the table and everything came out in that, just that look that he had on his face. Like only if I knew what I was going to inherit, what was going to happen to me. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying to have people deceived. But if I could take it back, I would. But there is no hope for me. And I'm so angry that it's hope for every single one of you. But not me. We don't even know what it's like, sweetheart, to receive a punishment from God and permanently. Because we're able to be forgiven. I am so, you know what, God? Oh, God. I thank you so much for a way of an escape. I want to take this time and say that. I thank you so much for, for real, salvation, for real. Because to make a wrong decision and be stuck in that, to just live here and end up, you know, not with you. Because of one man, we weren't even here to know what was going on then. Held accountable for his actions. And because of another man, we weren't even there to see, to go through. But because of what we inherited, now we inherited eternal life because of him. I'm so glad that the way how you write things, the way how you see things, and forgive me for every time as a child that I wanted to question some of the things that you wrote. Because I know you can change things around. But the thing about it is, what you speak, it is. You don't change your mind. You can change an environment. You can change things. But you don't change your mind. What you say, it is. And to know that we don't have to suffer. That man is suffering. I saw it. You had me to see. I couldn't hear. You had me to see. He is suffering. And we don't have to. He has to look at us, be free every day. Mm. I am so glad that we are free indeed. There's a lot of things happening to me, sweetheart, supernaturally. I'm discovering more supernatural things about my abilities while I'm here. Like to see so much more here, understand supernaturally from two worlds that meet, you know, with this present world, Earth. Earth is in between two worlds. 
and I see them both. But I have never seen Satan like that. Very quiet. That house was quiet. No one was there. It wasn't empty, but it was quiet. It had things in it. But no fruits, because that's good. That's of God. No love, no joy, no. It was everything that wasn't good there. And imagine to go from looking with light and shining and to being dark. I see the dark. It's like looking at a black man. Arms black, everything black. And it's a smoke black. Mm. Oh, God. I've seen his hair and everything. Comes to his shoulder. Part in the middle and it's black. You are the same man that encountered heaven. And you are an archangel where you were an archangel and you know what it's like to get kicked out of heaven. It seemed like fun and games when you were here in the earth and deceive Adam and Eve, but it wasn't fun and games when you saw Christ get up. I don't even know how was you even thought because you are smart. But you can never outsmart God, though. And I don't understand how you ever thought that you could. It's like there's nobody else to tell you or talk you into doing devilish things because you are the responsible one for the evil. So you talk your own self within yourself about the evil things. How dare you? And you do all of that every day to try to hurt people and deceive people because you can't go back to heaven. And you know I see it for what it really is. You know you can't take my life. You know I don't lay it down. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know I don't believe in no negative nothing. You know I'm really walking like Christ-like. And that's why you stood and sat down at that table in front of me with no disguise because you are definitely exposed unto me. For God to know he created you and knew you was going to do that beforehand, before the foundation. But the fact is it had to come to play. And you actually did that. You actually did that. To have God to look at you in such a way to take you, to strip you from, to even have those encounters and, my God, that you want to even be him. And to be the one to walk around this earth, looking at urges and people like you can't devour. 
and seeing God's move on our behalf every time. And I love the fact that it is finished for it is written. It was already written before the foundation that is finished. You just didn't know that. I have nothing to say to you. Get away from me, Satan. Get away from me. Sweetheart, each day for him is getting more, you know, torturous due to him knowing how close his time is. And I saw it in his face. He couldn't hide it. Because the truth is exposed. A believer sees because we are the light that shines every form of darkness. And he heard my voice sing Hosanna. I never heard my voice sound so beautiful before. It's like God put a super on my natural when it came to my voice. I never heard myself sing like that before. I was like, I was surprised saying it. <laughs> and the thing is, he was called to be, a, he was created, thank you, Father, to be a worship leader. And I was worshiping, calling Satan, and he came down. He can't never sing again because singing is good. And that was stripped from him. He loved singing. He loved praising. He can never do that again. He was drawn to my praising. And came downstairs and sat down. I'll never forget. He's tall. And he's strong. But his spirit is black. Everything black. There's no colors. It's just everything black. No matter what kind of outfit he had on, it's black. Even if I'm just to say he has socks and shoes, they both black. The same black. Everything is dark. It's my time for now. I love you. Greater is he who's in us. And he was in the world. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I love you, sweetie.